Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree, drinking a Coke. My bad. We are. It's a Sunday in the afternoon, and we're joined by friends. We have our friends Aaron and Nicole here. Say hey, guys. Hello, everyone. Hello. Yay. Okay, it's November when we're recording this. It's coming out in November, right, Sarah? It's the 24th. You're, you're the smart one. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's coming out the 24th. So we all are in a group together, a writer's group. Thank you guys for being supportive. Mm-hmm. But tell us how NaNoWriMo, National mm-hmm. Novel Writing Month, for anyone listening that's never done it before, we're all at different stages participating. <laughs> I don't have an account. I don't think Sarah and I are legitimately... I'm you cheering know, everybody else on from the sidelines. Yeah, we're, a little bit we're of writing. writing, but like we're not actually legitimately doing NaNoWriMo. Yeah. So tell us, you two, how is it going for you? Go ahead, Nicole. You're you're yeah. doing the best of us. So what, let's yeah, start off. Start at the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, first of all, excuse my voice. I have been, I have a cough, so I'm mm. doing the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, my NaNoWriMo is doing actually really well. I started with one project. I call it a fantasy, even though it's kind of like, it's like a historical, but everything is made up. It's not a real place. These people aren't real. I mean, are people ever real in writing fiction, but it's like, it's not in like Regency London. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I like completely made up this place. I created a map. That's how it's fantasy, but there's no magic or anything in it. So I've been focusing on that one which I got this idea kind of earlier in the year, but now I'm focusing on writing that one. I got kind of burnt out on it a bit. I got to a part where I was just like, I can't really figure out how to continue this, even though there's a scene that I had originally wrote and trying to connect the two, I was just blocked. I'm like, okay, I don't, this is happening very early on. Like yesterday I had a really good day, but the three days before that I was getting like maybe 300, 400, 500 words. I'm like, okay, this is obviously not working. Time to shift gears. And so I was on a live. I wasn't in the live, but I was in the comments. And one of the questions that the people were on the live were like, if your life was a novel title, what would it be? And I was having such a hard time coming up with something. So the gals on the live actually was like, okay, from what you read and what you like your personality, they threw a title up at me. And I'm just like, actually, you know what? This has a really good potential to be a fantasy reverse harem paranormal romance kind of thing about a succubus. So I've been focusing on that and I got like 2,600 words down yesterday for it. So I was just like, I was just, I was just, it was, I was in a groove. I was like, yeah, it's just flowing. I was like, I love these days where it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's just coming. It's easy. It's not hard at all. And you know, I wish there were more days like that, but (laughs) they can't all be easy days, but yeah, I'm doing great. I was like, I, I would rather shift gears and not, focus on yeah like not focus on where I actually have my you know because in NaNoWriMo the whole website you put your project that you're working on and you can't create multiple projects but I think should change I think you should be able to create multiple projects because not everybody works on just one project right interesting I didn't know is that that just during NaNo or uh, can you do it like I mean on the actual page I mean you can obviously work on multiple projects but on the actual page you can only yeah. create one goal so it's like oh, only the okay. one work or project saying. that you're gotcha. working on 
So it's just like, okay, I don't want these words to go to waste. I'm just going to add it into the goal that even though I'm mm-hmm. not, it's not for my original project. Right. But I think that should be like an update. You should be able Absolutely. to have multiple projects. So the NaNoWriMo, goal is 50,000 words. It should just be 50,000 words, regardless right. of what you're working on. Exactly. So people that run NaNoWriMo, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> allow us to create multiple We want goals. an update. <laughs> we want an update, yeah. <laughs> or multiple projects, I should say. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I just added it in and it's really, it's going really well. I've participated in NaNoWriMo since 2017. So it's really, it's great. I'm a seasoned, I got it down. It's, but it's like what I love, I think we've talked about this before as well. What we really love is getting in the habit of writing every day, not necessarily meeting the word count because 1600 words is a lot, you know, but getting in the habit of writing every day is what I love about NaNoWriMo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sorry for that long-winded explanation that my nano no, is going fine. great. You Aaron, you say whatever. Go ahead, yeah. Aaron. How's it going for you? So for me, it's it's going all right. I started out pretty strong. I I guess I should say I'm not officially part of uh, Nano either because I don't Ooh! go onto the website or anything like that. <laughs> I just how am I the only one with? I figure because none of us are buddies on NaNoWriMo. And we were not getting money on there. God. Oh, because Sarah, you did whatever the summer one was. Yeah, I did camp. camp. Okay. 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 Okay, So Aaron's not officially doing that either. I've got my own spreadsheet that I built uh, for that I built last year when I was really going to try hard on on NaNo. And last year, I, I killed it. Like I nice. had this paranormal story in my head that like I was already partway through. So I actually finished that work in progress um, partway through, like with a week left of nano and still needing like 6,000 words or something like that. So I had to start a side project, which, uh, yeah, would have frustrated me if I was actually on the uh, the website, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> needed to start something new. But yeah, I, I was I was able to to crush it last year so. Uh, trying not to get too hard on my down on myself this this time around. I did start off the first day with more than two thousand words, and wow. you know, didn't have the best days going forward after that. And I'm like looking at my spreadsheet here and just seeing like my average go down. But you know, like we're saying, trying to trying to just stay positive and get into the habit of rewriting or of writing every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trying to stay positive with it. One thing that's different this time around is I'm actually working on my first second draft really. So I'm doing a rewrite of a previous work that I did. So that's a whole new set of challenges. I, I feel like, because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a little more effort into everything than, than I would with just the first draft and, and just trying to get things out there and stuff. So I, I have successfully fought off the urge to, start over even okay. <laughs> because I'll get these, these thoughts of like, Oh, I didn't do this right. Maybe I should just start over. But you know, I'm mm-hmm. like 22,000 words into this, uh, into this whole rewrite so far. So I'm just going to stick with it. Um, yeah. So hoping for to, the rewrite, are you like yeah. re reading it and you're like, Nope, I want to change this. Or are you not even looking at the old one? You're just like going at it and changing it. Yeah, I'm not even looking at the old one because okay. it was the first novel I actually finished writing a, a rough draft on. Mm-hmm. And so what comes with that is a whole bunch of amateur mistakes and things like that that are just 
you know, there are mistakes that everyone needs to make. Um, right. And, you know, I say this is still an unpublished writer. Too, right. But, uh, but my process got better. So I, I learned more about story structure and things like that. Um, so and trying to so trying to almost rewrite this this whole thing because I you know I've I've changed so much about the characters and and everything and changed the whole sound uh, the uh, excuse me the town setting and everything so it's it's been it's been tricky but it's also been fun too because I do kind of have an idea of these characters and who they are and so to kind of put them into a slightly different situation and have them fall in love all over again you know is is fun to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So instead of leaving it as Sarah and I call it as an under the bed story, were you still like, was it still like really heavy on your heart? Like I need to do something with this. Like what made you want to go back to it and, you know, update it, jazz it up or whatever, rather than just be like, I did that and let me leave it alone. You know, it, it was like that for a while of, <laughs> you know, I did that. I'm going to leave it alone for a while because it just didn't seem like anything, like it couldn't go anywhere from where it was at that point. But I, so w- funny story, if we can go into story time here. I had... Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> story time with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had gotten to, um, I don't know, I had lost a lot of enthusiasm and just kind of drive on, on writing because I got into this kind of mindset of, oh, I'm never going to be good enough. Like, I'll never be able to write something that's, you know, it'll make it past the slush pile or whatever. And strangely enough, when when I was in that, uh, Lucy Monroe, the Harlequin Presents author, just reached out to me on Twitter and was like, hey, I want to chat. You know, I see you're, you're a, an amateur, amateur writer. And, and so we had a chat and it was it was wonderful. She just kind of mm-hmm. kicked me in the butt, you know, with you know, as as sweet as you know, as Lucy Monroe <laughs> I feel like is. That's you know? the best sweetest <laughs> butt kicking that you could ever have. Right? Like if right. you want a kick in the ass, you want Lucy Monroe to give it. That's <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, and that was incredible. So that was great to get my enthusiasm back, and it also made me realize that this story that I had could very well be adapted to a a special edition or maybe a heartwarming, possibly mm-hmm. a medical as well. So that Ooh. was the decision there is I'm, I'm actually going to rewrite something, put some more effort into it. And I'm going to, I'm going to try and get that form rejection letter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. We all want it. Okay. It's a rite of passage. That's, it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now I feel like I have a totally different perspective on NaNoWriMo. For some people, it probably is just serves as a way to get you writing every day Mm -hmm. not necessarily like focusing on the numbers but just writing every day I Mm -hmm. mean that's kind of how it's been for me like am I gonna reach the 50,000 probably not but every day I'm either thinking of writing or I'm at least writing something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I wonder if like that was the intention of it in the beginning yeah or is that still it you know in general I don't know I just always thought people's thing was to finish it I mean yeah, you're gonna get those diehard people. It's like, no, Nano is only to finish your novel, fifty thousand words. That's the goal of Nano. Anything else is BS. Yeah, but then I think the majority of people are exactly as you're saying, Brie. It's just an excuse to focus on your writing for a whole month. Yeah, absolutely. And I like with this new um, NaNoWriMo webpage. I could be completely making this up, but I feel like instead of making your goal to be the fifty thousand 
you can do like a time goal where it's just like you want to spend this many hours of day writing. Mm-hmm. So you can make your goal kind of fit your needs. You're like, okay, 50,000 seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Let me do, I want to write three hours a day, four hours a day, or even less, you know, and as long as you like put in your time, you're still meeting your goal. So it's not so disheartening seeing that you're not making that mm-hmm. word count goal every single day. Which is why I personally actually prefer the camp ones, the one in April and the one in June or July, Mm -hmm. because you set your own goal. I could go in and say, over the month of July, I want to write 100 words. If you hit that, you've met your goal. Whereas, you know, with Nano, to win Nano, to quote unquote win Nano, you have to have the 50,000. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's hard for people. That's really Mm -hmm. hard. It'd be nice for me. Right. But it would be nice if they gave a little bit more leniency, like you were saying, Nicole, with the time thing. Like, that's Mm -hmm. great, you know? Yeah. Let us set our own goals. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most. Guys, it's a struggle. Yeah. I think, like, that's why it's like with the camp, they're a little bit more lenient because it's not actual National Novel Writing Month. You know, November. Yeah. It's training you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. November is the National Novel Writing Month. So this is your time to shine kind of thing where it's Mm -hmm. just like 50,000. So if you do the camps, if you do the camps in April, if you do the camp in July, you're kind of, like you said, whoever said it, training yourself to get Mm -hmm. to that 50,000. So you might not Mm -hmm. have made it in the camps, but you're more prepared, you're more practiced to do it in the to make the 50,000 in November. Mm -hmm. Well, I would be interested as your all's friend who never really thought of herself as writing. I mean, I've always had diaries. I wrote tons of, you know, angsty teenage heartbreak and love poems. (laughs) But other than that, that's as far as it went. (laughs) And they were pretty good, you guys. They were so juicy. (laughs) Okay, so all of you, I know Sarah's talked about this. Like, she's known for a long time she wanted to write. Tell me y'all's writing stories. When did it hit you like, I want to do this, and I think I could do this? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God, since I was a kid. Like, now that we've been on the podcast mm-hmm. and I listen to authors talking about, you know, I wrote that first story when I was five or I wrote that first story when I was 10. I remember being seven or eight and writing that first story. I can still see in my head, like, the cover page that I drew for it, you know, and it was probably 10 pages long. And then also all these authors are like, yeah, and I found it in my closet. I'm like, oh, mine is oh. so long gone. <laughs> you were basically self-publishing yeah right I I, like I mean in in high school um I majored in English because I was like I'm gonna be a journalist and I'm gonna write for a living and then I because I remember saying to my parents about writing and I remember my dad Claire Isabel saying to me you don't go to school to learn to be Stephen King (laughs) you go to school to do journalism like we didn't think at the time that there was like a creative writing like you don't graduate from creative writing and then walk into Harlequin and say look I have my degree let me write for you that's Mm -hmm. not the way it works right so I ended up going into journalism and six months into the dropping out of college I was like yeah I don't want to write about cats getting stuck in trees because that's exactly what this is going to be (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I dropped out but I took a creative writing course in in high school and I learned a lot from that and now as an adult then all of a sudden life happens you know you get your first job it has nothing to do with what I wanted to do but I Mm -hmm. always dabbled I always like for me it was more always that the thought about writing and I have notes copious notes about all these books I eventually want to get to and I'm one of those people where I don't have time right now I'll do it later but now I'm facing down the door of my 43rd birthday next year and I'm just like what are you waiting for right yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of where I am now. Cause I think back to that seven year old going, how, where would you be right now? Had if you, 20 yeah. years ago, you had picked it up and, and done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could be the next Nora Roberts. We'll never know. <laughs> we're going to know, Sarah. Oh, we're going to know. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. There you go. <laughs> the first time I remember actually writing something, it was actually for an assignment. And I was in like fifth grade. It was like this little project. It really wasn't supposed to be a whole thing. I can't honestly remember what class it was for. It was probably for English. But I don't remember like what we were doing it for. It was just like this project. We were in a group project. And we were like, okay, you got to build something. But then you got to have a story to go along with it. And I just remember like they're like, it only has to be like a couple pages or like a couple hundred words. And I was just like, I remember staying up so late and just like this story just kept flowing, flying. Like, and I was like, it was like, when I got done, it was like 20 some pages. And my teacher was like, this is a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> Look at Nicole, the overachiever. And, right? and honestly, I don't know where that story is. I don't know where it is. But that was kind of my first like, oh my God, this was, I was like, just flying, just flying. It was like handwriting too. My hand was like cramping my little like fifth grade year old hand or fifth grade hand. But actually, you know, starting to read romance in high school and getting all of these like stories in my head, you know, you kind of draw inspiration from the stories that you're reading. And so randomly, like sophomore in high school, I just thought of this this story, this contemporary Western romance about, you know, a girl divorcing, getting out of a really bad marriage with her two kids and her grandfather left her this ranch and this was her chance to escape and start new and start fresh. And she doesn't know anything about ranching. She doesn't know anything about it because she lived in the city her entire life. And before her grandfather died, he asked the neighbor, her closest neighbor, which was his friend, to watch out for her, kind of show her the ropes. And so he does, and they kind of end up falling in love. And I'm just like, this is actually a freaking great story. That so is I, very, I, I like, read the hell out of that. I know. That's very progressive <laughs> for a sophomore. Mine would have been like, he kissed her by the locker, and she never saw him again. Angst filled. Yeah. Insert a bunch of angst. And bad poetry. And oh. bad poetry. <laughs> but yours is like divorce. poetry. Ranches yeah. Yeah. and... That you could tell, those it. are your Sandra Brown roots right there. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. So I started dabbling in that, you know, and I got a couple chapters in and I'm like, this could actually be a thing. And then, you know, kind of real life hits, you know, I graduate from high school. And just like Sarah, like you said, like, you don't go to school to be Stephen King mm-hmm. or Sandra Brown or Nora Roberts. You go to, you go to college to get a career to pay the bills because- mm-hmm. Writing, quote unquote, writing doesn't pay the bills, right? So went into medical school, you know, got all, you know, my degrees and everything. And finally, first NaNoWriMo, when I just, I didn't even know about NaNoWriMo until I started my booktube channel, 2016. So I participated in the first NaNoWriMo in 2017, and I finished that first story that I started back in high school. So it's done. It's written. There it is. Good for you. Just sitting there in my computer. <laughs> How many? Yeah, what's the word count? What's the word count on that one? It's honestly the last time I looked at it, it's near sixty thousand. I, I mean, bad. look, Harlequin yeah. has a whole Western line <laughs> for heartwarming. I have a feeling though Nicole wrote it, so it's not so sweet. Right, yeah, <laughs> no. I don't think that's no, getting no, no. into heartwarming. Lies <laughs> and resubmit. I mean, it's, 
it's not as it's not as raunchy as some of the sex scenes that I'm creating now, but there's definitely sex on page. If she took the sex out, it would drop it down to like forty thousand words. <laughs> calling me out, but she's absolutely hundred percent correct. Right, right. I tease because I love sex scenes. Because <laughs> like, I start like you know like with that when I'm thinking like a sex scene, I'm thinking like it starts with the foreplay, you know, the mm-hmm. date before, you know, leading up to it, and then to the very mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's like four chapters. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> I just love that you went back and finished it for Good like for, high yeah, school exactly. you. Mm-hmm. You finished yeah, it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, and like throughout the years of like high school and college, you know, I kind of dabbled in it. I kind of was like, I kind of got like, you know, kind of that itch to kind of read it again Mm -hmm. and start. And I probably edited the first few chapters of that 17 million times before Mm -hmm. like continuing on. Because, you know, when you when you leave a project for so long, I personally read it again just to kind of get myself into the flow again. And so those first few chapters are just they're perfect, you know, (laughs) because I would just go through and be like, no, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. That's kind of, you know, so finishing like, you know, stuff. So, you know, over the, you know, the course of, you know, finishing high school and into college and, you know, my adult life kind of dabbled in it, tinkered with it. But then finally, 2017, I finished it and it was such an accomplishment. I felt so proud of myself. Yay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was a great time. It was great. Mm -hmm. And here it is just sitting. What's the name of it? Can we get yeah, the, what's the title? Or, no? Do you or no? Is it too yeah. much? No, it's fine. It's called The Retreat. Oh, okay. I like yeah, that. That's that's the name of her grandfather's ranch. The retreat. Oh, oh, that's cute. I mean, I like if it's finished, it. right. Like, if it's finished, <laughs> why haven't you, like, indie published it or <laughs> sent it to somebody that doesn't uh, need agents? I mean, <laughs> you know, I think. Writing something and actually submitting it somewhere are two completely different animals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I said you know, it. I, just, I, I mean, things. I guess I just want to talk about, I mean, I want to hear yeah. Aaron's story, but like, once you finish, because I, I haven't finished anything. So I just, I, I, <laughs> I'm feeling for you. Like, I'm so proud of you. You finished something. And it's like, well, now what? What's the next? Yeah. You know? It's, it's yeah, so definitely sending it off to, you know, when I, even I sent it off to a beta reader, I get like, I get so much anxiety. I was just like, what if like someone doesn't like this thing that I created and put my heart yes. and soul in, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, there's a level of anxiety that I wasn't expecting. Cause I have never been an anxious person, never in my life. I mm-hmm. just, you know, like, you know, people suffer from anxiety all the time, but I have just never been that person. So that was kind of the first kind of actual fear I felt sending this off to a person that's going to tear it apart and not like it. And I put my entire mm-hmm. being into this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of the fear. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand that 100%. <laughs> I guess the the history of, of me writing, like Sarah said, and so many other authors, I've always had just stories going in my head since, even since I was a kid and, you know, just I would... I'd make up these stories where I'd insert myself into the Saturday morning cartoons that I'd watch and, you know, I'd be part of the action and everything like that. Mm. So I, I don't know when I first put pen to paper to experiment and dabble, but I know that throughout high school and through college, I've tried several times to, to write usually more science fiction, fantasy based stories, things like that, you know, just very, very 
boy stories, if you will, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the hero's journey and chosen ones and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and things. And I, I would get a Sci-fi few pages sounds in. sounds like it's so hard, Aaron. It, it really is. It really is yeah. because you've got to create this. You've got to create everything. Mm-hmm. You've got to build it all from scratch. And sci-fi in particular, the level of accuracy you want to put into the science of the world completely affects how you're going to write that as well. So if you're just writing a Star Wars equivalent, which is just usually referred to as just a, a pulp sci-fi, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just have the lightsabers and they work. You don't have to explain it. It just it mm-hmm. just happens. But then there's a whole other spectrum to that. that's um, referred to as hard sci-fi, where these authors are trying to explain in real world scientific terms how these future technologies are working and all of that. And, you know, the effects it has on society as a whole. And <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So strange tangent there. But yeah, that's Bless a whole. Everybody that reads and writes sci-fi. Yeah, it it's is. sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I love the genre and everything, but there are some books I read that I'll be like 800 pages in before I even have any kind of like idea of where these these plot threads are even connecting and stuff. Right. And, you know, just like, oh, yeah. oh, that's where this is all going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 800 pages later. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't actually start seriously writing, though, until I don't know what happened, but it was in my 30s that I read my first erotica. That yes. I was just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I was just I was just, you know, cruising around Reddit and, you know, through the comment chains or, you know, what, yeah. you know, however that site, wherever that site takes you, you know, mm-hmm. I ended up with this erotica that I just read through completely. And I was just astounded. It was so good. And I didn't probably ruined me too. But so I started, (laughs) I started searching it out more and then getting frustrated at like the just general low quality of the the stuff that's just shotgunned out on the internet. There's some bad stuff. Yes. There's There's some bad bad stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I was like, well, I'm going to try my hand. Like I, I'm not a professional writer, but I can do it better than this. Like my, my biggest complaint finally, funny enough, was that these characters are just meeting and just having sex right away. Like, we don't know anything about them. Like, how are we supposed to, like, emotionally connect to these these people? Mm-hmm. I don't care why they're having sex. Like, why, right. you know? Exactly, <laughs> yes. No, yeah. And so I was, I was like, I need, I need, like, an erotica where it's more about the emotions than it is about the sex. That would, mm-hmm. that would be really cool if there was something like that. But, you know, boneheaded me is like, oh, there's actually a, you know, the largest book genre in the world that's actually devoted to that. Yeah. <laughs> there's Have a word romance novel. Yeah. There's yeah. a line, you know. Aaron's like, Aaron's like, I'm really on to something here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a mint. <laughs> like Sarah always tells me, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. The wheel, here. you know. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, yeah, so I started a couple projects, you know, they started out being like 10 pages, and then I'd give up, you know, get some new idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the page count just started getting longer and longer. And then eventually, I did start reading actual romance and was like, Oh, oh, this is this is actually a thing. And this is great. You know? <laughs> this is the wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what I've been searching for my entire yeah. life. <laughs> and then I was looking for a specific kind of trope, 
which was, um, so our love interests, one of them is, is an ex of a sibling. I, I, for some reason, I wanted that kind of a dynamic. Okay. And because <laughs> oh, it yeah. just, it's so difficult. It just seems yeah. so difficult right from the get go. And it's like, mm-hmm. I want all of that drama. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I couldn't find it. So I was like, well, I've got to write it then. Yes. <laughs> and, and so that's, that's actually the rewrite that I'm doing right now is, is oh, that awesome. one I'm trying to. And I need to read. To I mean, it I it need it in my hands. I have to see how you pull this off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fantastic. Yes. The drama. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tangent. If you actually want to read a story like that, it's What Are the Odds by Art Virtues. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, um, yeah, it's like the guy's the guy is divorced from her older sister. So they're divorced mm-hmm. and then they start on a relationship. So that okay. is so yeah. wonderful. It's so awesome. I love our in virtues. He's great. Um, but I feel like that is something this. you don't see a lot. Why do you think we don't see that a lot is it because yeah that trope i don't want to say it's taboo because it's not taboo but i have to wonder if that's what people think yeah Mm -hmm. it's not yeah it's like there's a fine line between like why did they get divorced like is you know one of the the love interests Mm -hmm. like okay like why did they get divorced who's the quote-unquote bad guy of Mm -hmm. this situation and how are you going to make the reader like this person that they're that's right yeah. So I'm struggling with yes, with life. I mean, I Everything. have started three mm-hmm. projects this month. Okay, and it finally hit me. I think I messaged you this, Sarah. At like who knows, five o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Probably, I was like, yeah. I was after I finished Bird by Bird, the book by Anne Lamott. She had said your characters should not be a pawn in whatever plot you come up with. You need to start with the characters you get to know the characters and then the plot evolves from there Mm -hmm. and I felt so called out I didn't realize that I was focusing on plot first and then trying to add the characters in Mm -hmm. and I'm really struggling I'm really struggling and I have had three ideas the one that I'm on now I feel like I'm on the right path I really want to see where this goes but it's getting, I really need to sit with the characters. I need to get to know the characters. And I have heard how important that is. But it's also kind of weird. I'm like, I don't, do I need to make a Pinterest board? I don't know. I'm really <laughs> struggling. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes, like, the first thing that I do, you know, when starting a new whip is, you know, get the characters down. Like, a small little character bio or who they look mm-hmm. like. I've always, mm-hmm. like... I'm always wanting to get a clear picture of who these characters are in my head. So I always like have like a Pinterest board or I'm doing Trello now, which is really, really nice. I love Trello where like what actor or actress do they look like? So I can have mm-hmm. like that clear, you know, picture in my head. And yeah, sometimes like you just got to do that before you go into the story. Like who are your characters? Who are they? What do they look like? Their likes, dislikes, even though that, kind of stuff like might not make it on page like especially like well his favorite color is blue whatever it's something that you're building in your head to get to know this person that you're going to be writing about might help yeah Yeah. a lot of authors say that that they have the characters walking around and i know i have that a lot like i the one i told you last night brie that it was the character who came to me first she's like hi (laughs) (laughs) nice to meet you they're like tell my i got this idea yeah (laughs) you know like (laughs) And they're demanding too. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a demanding moment. I want somebody to just be like, hey, I'm here. You need to write me. What is your goal for the end of the month for your works and pro- progress? <laughs> I would really like to finish one or both of these things. Both seem very ambitious and I don't want to put that on myself. I'm about halfway through the first project that I started. So, but succubus is really pulling me in, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't know. I was just, I was in a groove last night and it was like two 30 in the morning and I'm like, I have to go to bed. <laughs> but it was, you know, so it's like, I would like to finish one of these. Let's just say that I'd like to finish one and then I can focus on Hopefully, the, always the goal is to leave Nano writing every day, even when it's not mm-hmm. NaNoWriMo. So going into December, going into the new year, I want to mm-hmm. keep that habit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it happens. It's like, you know, new year happens and you're focusing on other things. You create resolutions for other things and writing kind of falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But and then it's kind of like it kind of happens for me just for camp to hit. You know, camp happens in April. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Whenever I start, you know, putting my writing on the back burner, Camp NaNoWriMo is right around the corner. So I'm like, perfect, perfect time because I need something to motivate me again to start writing. So, but yeah, that's always, that's always the goal is to leave NaNoWriMo with that motivation and intent and keep it moving along. Very much agree with that. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish what I'm working on, especially just with the average word count I've been able to achieve. But staying with this project, getting it finished up, staying motivated to write every day, that's really the goal. And I'm just really into really trying to focus on actually trying to get get published. So mm-hmm, I'm going to yeah. be focusing on getting this wrapped up as in good of submitting shape as possible and then just, you know, start start pitching it and really just mm-hmm. taking on that journey head on. I was telling Sarah I was on the Twitter and <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to say like I'm like targeting a specific thing, but you know, I know what I enjoy to I enjoy reading. So I kind of pay mm-hmm. attention to what everybody has going on. And Harlequin specifically, I think now through like December 31st, they're looking for exactly what I want to write. Holiday romances by Uh people of color. And I'm like, well, that's me. And that's what I want to (laughs) write. Now's your time. And I told her, I was like, Sarah, I need to do this. She's like, yes, you do. And it's like, you're not, you see all these opportunities. And it's like, I could have, I could have done that. And I have not mm-hmm. actually done the work to actually submit anything. So mm-hmm. I have to get my, my butt in gear. I have to get yep. it in gear, you know, because there are, yep. there's, there's like pitch wars happening all the time, you oh, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So. And I mean, a lot of the smaller presses too are looking like we were talking to who, to whoever it was today. And while Rose Press, I was, after we got off that interview, I was looking them up and their submission guidelines. And, you know, there's Entangled, there's Thule, there's lots of opportunities. It doesn't have to be the big, what, four or five. Yeah. You know, We you never can, know how many bigs like, there are. We just know there's some bigs. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Harlequin is owned by Harper Collins, who's owned by, I'm sure, somebody else. I mean, like, <laughs> it's <laughs> the trickle effect. You know? It's the trickle. And everybody's owned by Amazon. But you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to. I mean, yeah, it's a great goal to say, like, I want to be published by Harlequin, but you can start small. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. mean, it also doesn't hurt to throw your hat in the ring. If there's yeah, a yeah. 
call out, do it. The mm-hmm. worst they're going to say, and I, that's my own, and I say this to myself, the worst they're going to say is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I know it it's hard. I know it's hard to put yourself <laughs> out there. I, I, for my work course that I'm doing, I have to write this essay and the only person who's going to read it is the trustee. And I am just like already in cold sweats thinking about somebody else reading technical, not to mention characters I created, yeah. a world I created. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to say, can you make it a technical love story for the trustee? But probably. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> and they gazed at each other across the conference table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, can imagine, I can just imagine the trustee like, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Loosens the tie. He's hilarious. You know what? He'd get such a kick out of it too. I could just imagine like, his personality. <laughs> Oh, like oh, I threw well, you a surprise in there. I give you a pass on this. I'm going to ask you to rewrite it. However, my wife would like to see more of this if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need more of this by next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to ask you, Sarah, is because you have some, you have like multiple really good ideas, and you think in terms of series. And so I do. how I'm have you how brain. have you figured out? Like, I want to prioritize this one. I don't know, and that's the point that I'm at right now. Is that I was. In my head, this was going to be the first book in the series, right? The one about the um, childhood sweethearts mm-hmm. was going to be the first book. Like, yeah, it's perfect. And then the one I told you about yesterday, which is like, girl comes back to town kind of an idea. Um, now I kind of really want to write that one because it centers around Christmas. And I've got my Christmas tree up. Christmas is everywhere. So I don't know if that, maybe I should just harness the Christmas energy Yes. And work on that right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, see, so here's a question, just a general question. As a series writer, because they're contemporary series, it's not like they have to follow each other. That's, okay, let me rephrase that. You don't have to read them in order. I always say that about contemporary romance. You don't necessarily have to read them in order. Mm-hmm. Can I go ahead and work on book four? Why when not? I haven't written book. Because what might happen is what I'm thinking is, is that that fourth book or what I'm thinking is might be book three might just say, there it is. This is the first, but this is the opening book for the series. I think I need to step away from the idea of it being like, okay, it's going to be a series. I know I've already, I know the characters in this town, right? Like I, I know them. They all are yelling at me for their stories. I don't think it matters at the end of the day. So yeah, just write, write what yeah. I feel like writing. And then if, you know, come January, February, I'm kind of over Christmas, pop into another one and talk to those characters for a little while. And yeah, you know, do you want Absolutely. them to be connected or are you thinking they of are going to be connected. They're going to be connected with the group of friends, like the okay. group of, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. going to be that oh, yeah. kind of, a, and mm-hmm. they all take place in the same town. Okay. So that's the connection as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to check back right in December yes. to see if we made any progress. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote 10 whole words. <laughs> Get our goals at all. Yeah. So before we end off here, what's everybody reading? If you're reading, I mean, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be writing, but I know right. y'all are reading something. So reading. what are you reading? Yeah. What are you reading, Erin? Oh, all right. So what I'm reading right now is I'm reading uh, The Twelve Slays of Christmas by Jacqueline Frost or hey. Julianne Lindsay. Yeah. I've got to catch up on those for book club. <laughs> and then I'm also, I've got some just, you know, end table books that I pick up here and there. Um, a Chariot Dare Blaze novel, Take Ooh, Me. And I've been working on that one. Erin um, reading Blaze. Yeah. I know. I haven't, I haven't done one for the, uh, for the read throughs yet. 
uh, I don't know when I'm going to get around to that, but yeah, I've got uh, I've got a whole slate of of books planned for December once Nano Nano mm-hmm. ends to to do read throughs and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's that's about it right now. I'm trying to write, but you know how that goes. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to read. I'm going to write, and then, yeah. and then I'm watching TV. You know, yeah. so, so. Uh, <laughs> scrolling I'm through researching. <laughs> Scrolling through TikTok or the Twitter or watching. Yeah, right. Oh, I watching. wrote a sentence. Let's see what's going on in Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> or watching like. Chapter one. Taylor <laughs> Swift short film of All Too Well for the seventh time. I haven't <laughs> watched it yet. Oh, so good. Is it's it? So, oh, God. It's so good. But yeah, I've watched it like seven times. I'm just like, come on, Nicole, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything else. <laughs> I remember being obsessed with that song and I didn't think anybody else was obsessed with it. And now I'm realizing oh, the that Taylor was Swift like movie? everybody's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's heart wrenching. It's, oh. Uh... And then you watch the short film and you get more context because Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink are just fabulous. They're just, yeah. they're utterly perfection. And, um, but yeah, it's, I was like, the first time I watched it, you know, it's new, you knew, you know, and everything. And it's like, I was sobbing. I was a mess. I was a Talk about girl. good storyteller. Oh that gosh, girl. Mm-hmm. she oh, is. Yeah. She takes she you on really a journey. Is. She takes you on a journey with that song, yeah. and you're like experiencing the heartbreak with her. And I was like, this poor little baby Taylor. <laughs> well, I want to watch it because I watched a clip of her on Jimmy Fallon, and mm-hmm. she said that the 10 minute version is the original version. Yes, and then she mm-hmm. had to shorten it or whatever for the album. Mm-hmm. So. I'm like, oh gosh, the the album version like is a shank to the heart. I can't imagine the ten minute <laughs> version. <laughs> so yeah, you get new like new verses, new lyrics, and kind of just expands her story. You know, expands yeah. the time that she was having in that. But yeah, it was uh, oh, oh tissues have tissues the first time you watch that because my gosh, <laughs> oh my god, but, <laughs> what are you reading, Nicole? <laughs> I am reading um, Enthralled by Tiffany Roberts. That's book number two in the like spider web series, the spider romance alien. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Tell me this. I got a copy of Ice Planet Barbarians in the mail from Berkeley. Oh, is it the new cover? Yes. What is going on with, is traditional publishing like buying or I know like the Spanish love deception, which was indie published, like a publisher picked that up. And I'm like, are Mm -hmm. they getting some of these indie titles now? Like what's going on? Yeah. Because they know how, you know, popular, you know, indie published stuff now. And so they're just, they're cashing in on it. They really are. That's awesome. I mean, do we feel like, do we feel like this is the power of the internet? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like with the Christmas tree farm series that Aaron is mm-hmm. reading. That was like two books and the publisher, they're like, okay, well, your sales are dwindling. We're going to cut this, you know, it's just, we're going to cut this off. We're going to, you know, take our losses, whatever. And it wasn't a thing. It was never going to be another, we were never going to get another book. And mm-hmm. then interest in it from, you know, book to book, Twitter, book, whatever, you know, readers wanting more of this story, the publisher approached Julianne Lindsay and said, okay, let's write another book. So she got picked back up for a series that was dead and gone mm-hmm. because readers were demanding it. So it's wow. like, yeah, it's pretty powerful. If you love a thing, love it with your whole heart and talk about it from the yes. top of the rooftops. Absolutely. Yeah. 
tag it like and also like tag the publisher like make Mm -hmm. them see like you Mm -hmm. enjoy this and you want it we're still yeah. working on Kitty Couture. It's I'm surprised Crooked Lane has not blocked me yet because <laughs> <laughs> like if this bitch tags if anybody me blocks one more you, thing. <laughs> we're coming for him. Okay, with full mm-hmm. force. <laughs> Sarah, dear, what are you reading? I'm also reading a Julianne Lindsay. I'm reading uh, Beating the Rap right now. Oh, I have to read that, that one, yeah. because my yeah, review yeah. has to be. And up. I'm like <laughs> ten pages into it. And I'm like already. I'm enjoying this immensely. Um, and then I've always got an audiobook. I'm listening to um, what's it called? The one by Evie Dunmore, the second one. Uh, oh yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. I see the. Cover. I know what you're talking okay. about, but I don't know the title. Are yeah, you done doing do nonfiction I. November? Are you done nonfiction? I am doing. I am doing nonfiction November, but there's only so much nonfiction I can take at a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because That's it's big, nonfiction. I mean, I love it, but I'm no a book. Um, Is it a rogue, a rogue of, of one zone? zone? Thank you. But actually, I didn't realize, because it didn't say anything on the back of the book to this extent, but the male lead is actually bisexual. Oh. And I'm really like, he's at a bar, and or a pub, because it's in the UK, and he meets Oscar Wilde. And they have a whole conversation, and there's a guy who follows him out of the out of the pub and he's like oh but i love like doing that whole dramatic oh but i love you like falling at his feet he's like are you trying to get us arrested because this is merry old england where that was illegal right yeah right (laughs) so i'm actually really enjoying it i'm really enjoying it nice well i'm reading the single dad's christmas proposal by ella hayes which you guys it's it's a it's a romance and it had the most swoon-worthiest first chapter. I mean, the touches, the, oh my God, I, I haven't felt like this in a long time. Where is this coming from? Like, I am obsessed. So pick that up. And I jumped again? back. Mm-hmm. I jumped back. It's called um, The Single Dad's Christmas Proposal. It's a Harlequin romance. And then I jumped back into the world of Cressley Cole. I'm reading Dark Needs at Night's Edge, which I knew I was going to love back when Izzy and Charles were doing their readathon mm-hmm. because everybody knows I love ghost shows and they're like Bree yes. there's a ghost in this one yeah <laughs> nice. oh my god she's her. like haunting she's a manor can we yeah. talk gothic romance here like, right she's- <laughs> it's one of my favorite in the series it's so good it. <laughs> so I might just be binging the rest of the series the rest mm-hmm. of the year so yeah that's reading that's a that's great series it's so <laughs> great for listeners, Nicole and Aaron, please share where they can find you online and anything that you have coming up next until we talk again. Well, I can be found at The Book Brood. Uh, that's my YouTube channel name. And then my Twitter handle is A underscore T-A-Y one two two zero. And I have, so let's see, I'll I'll go ahead and, and give some some giveaways here. But uh, so first book back that I'm going to be doing for my category journey in December will be Redeemed by His New York Cinderella by Jodicella James. <gasps> nice. So that is, that'll be the first one coming up. And uh, yeah, got some more, some more good ones. How are you picking? How are you picking? Yeah. Give us the juice. Yeah. Uh, so at first it was just try a chapter and then... Kim Finley, who was the first author that I did, gave me a bunch of names of, of people to uh, to mm-hmm. read. So I, I worked through those. And now it's just been purely by the amount of Harlequin authors that have started following me. I feel like I need to you know represent one of their books. And so 
That's I've awesome. just been, I've just had this growing list of, of books that I need to, uh, or authors more that, mm -hmm. that I need to feature. And so I've been trying to do their more, more recent works and stuff okay. like that. So, yeah. Is there a series you haven't read yet that you're like, I, I, I want to read something from this line, but like you are busy, obviously you can't read a bunch of things at once, but mm -hmm. what line haven't you touched yet that you're like, I really want to get into this one. Um, I think, I think blaze because I actually haven't finished a blaze book. I've got that one that I was talking about. That's just been on my nightstand, but I have, um, notorious by Vicki Lewis Thompson. And I think I'm going one. to that's do, I'm going to read the, the first. first blaze book. Yeah. Nice. As, uh, Ooh. As the first one, so <laughs> figure figure that's the best place to start. And Vicki Lewis Thompson is just the queen of Blaze. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. she is amazing. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm gonna have to send you a dare. <laughs> oh yeah, so so I do have I do have a dare coming up. Um, but nice. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that one secret. <gasps> oh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Awesome. Nicole, what about you? How many live shows do you have between now and the next time we talk? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, actually, you know, we're uh, the book club's taking a break until December. So uh, for the holiday, but um, you can find me on almost every social media platform with some variation of who picked this book. It's my channel name, um, Twitter, Instagram, Storygraph, Goodreads. Yeah, I have a book club that, you know, I co-host with Jen Jen, my friend from my in real life book club. Aaron is there. He's a honorary member. <laughs> you also have the Swoon Sisters. I mean, how yes. many, you have multiple book clubs, Nicole. The Uncle Rick's read along. Uncle yes. Rick? <laughs> yeah. I was actually just talking about this on another live. I feel like now that someone was just like naming all the book clubs and read alongs that I'm a part of, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, who picked this book club? Meet every other Wednesday. Um, you know, we're taking holidays off, so our next mm -hmm. uh, our next live stream is going to be December first, which is going to be for Beating the Rap um, by Julian Lindsay. Um, and then two weeks after that, we're going to be talking about uh, Slashing Through the Snow, which is the third book in the Christmas Tree Farm. And then the a week after that, we'll be talking about Eyelet Witness, which is the fourth book. Um, after Jeez, the rap, so. Lindsay, does she sleep? I know. I don't know when that woman sleeps. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't sleep. She doesn't sleep at all. She, I don't honestly, think so. No. She has like so many books planned out. Like she has, she has to finish this series. I, I'm sorry if I'm Lin Julie. If you're, if you're watching this, I'm sorry if I'm spilling trade secrets. But she has this series planned. Obviously, there's going to be eight books in the series. I feel like this is common knowledge. Her, mm -hmm. you know, you know, indie published cozy mystery <clears throat> series is going to be eight books. So four is going to be out this year. The next four are going to be out next year. And then she has a spinoff series in mind of this series, which I don't know if they're going to be a full eight books. I don't know. I just, and then all, obviously she's still contracted with um, Harlequin to do her mm -hmm. intrigue stuff. And it's just like, woman, when do you sleep? Like, I, I don't, know. I don't We're going to have her on the podcast sometime in the new year to talk about oh, her new intrigue. Probably at three o'clock in the morning, because she'll probably be up writing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough to do a, an actual, like, live sprint with her like a writing sprint or something yes. that's so awesome week ago. and it was like nine o'clock at night my time and she's bringing out this giant bottle of wine i'm like oh now that explains it yeah she'll go on these little writing retreats like well she'll just take a weekend and go it. to a hotel and she'll knock yeah. out a novel yeah. in three days well thank you guys for hanging out with us today 
we're going to check back in in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, listeners. Aaron and Nicole mm-hmm. will be back. We will do Sounds an update great. on the end results, question mm-hmm. mark, yeah. Ex- exclamation mm-hmm. point. Um, <laughs> so check the show notes. We'll have links to everywhere where you can follow them online and keep up with them. And Sarah and I will talk to you in our next episode. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs>